welcome to Words of Life, Love, and Freedom. I'm your host, Paul McKibben. Uh, I know it's been a little while since I've put an episode out there, but there's been a lot going on, and so I'm so glad that I am uh, getting back in a saddle again. And uh, so this episode is titled, Never Beyond Your Power. And this is just kind of a, a glimpse of how powerful and almighty God really is. That there's nothing beyond God's power. Um, if you feel like that you have walked so far away from God or you've just sinned so much that you can't be redeemed, that you can't turn around and come back to the Lord... Just know that if you have it in your heart to want to repent, don't second guess that if you were to try to repent or if you did repent, that you're so far away from God that he won't accept you back. Because basically, if you have the gumption or the motivation in your heart to want to repent and get right with the Lord, then the Lord is more than willing to take you back in Or to take you in for the first time if you're not a Christian already. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ already, he wants you to be part of his family. So this is never beyond your power. So I'm going to go ahead and share this piece of poetry now that I wrote called Never Beyond Your Power. And then I'm going to use a few scriptures to explain it. Oh God, I praise you. For answering my prayer and filling my need. You truly are a wonderful and mighty God. You're loving and compassionate indeed. Dear Lord, you are holy, righteous, and just. And I will love, honor, and serve you all of my days. Help me, Lord God, to always stay on fire for you. And to always seek and search for you and the deep things of your spirit, and to always follow and adhere to your ways. O God, no matter how bad things will ever get, they will never be beyond your power. My King, please don't forsake us and turn your head. We need you in this desperate hour. Dear Lord, things are never beyond your power. You truly are our King. You shelter us under the shadow of your wings. Your mighty hand will protect us, and you will lead and guide us with your Spirit. Behold, you can get us through anything. My King, things are never beyond your power, and through your grace, power, and might, you give us the strength to be able to endure. I am so in love with you, O God. I don't want to turn back. I I know that, and I know that for sure. O God, things are never beyond your power. And through your blood and your spirit, we will persevere. You fill us with your love. You comfort and protect us. And you, O God, sing songs of joy and peace over us. You instill in us that we have nothing to fear. O God, your love will never stop. 
and things are never beyond your power. My King, watch over and protect us. Keep us safe in the mountains and the valleys. Be for us a strong tower. Dear Lord, we, we serve you, an awesome and magnificent God, and things are never beyond your power. O God, I ask and pray that you will keep your word and the streams of living water moving and fresh inside of me. My King, let it flow freely and not become stagnant and sour. O God, things are never beyond your power, and a certain measure of your power is inside of me. You, dear Lord, allow me to mount up as with eagle's wings and soar into the wind in freedom because I'm free. So that was a piece that I was inspired to write called Never Beyond Your Power. And there was a lot that was uh, going through my mind and in my heart at the time I wrote this. But I'm going to start breaking it down from the beginning. So Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You know, the Lord is, our, our God is a big God and he knows everything. He can do anything. And he knows all of our needs. And that doesn't mean that we shouldn't pray to him because he likes it when we talk to him. He likes that open line of communication between us and him through his spirit. But when we put our needs in the Lord's hand, when we pray and ask that he supply all our needs, he likes it when we tell him the things that we need. So anything and everything that we have that is a need in our life, we should ask the Lord for it. And we shouldn't be shy about it. We should be bold. Because when we're saved, when we become Christians, and we begin believing in Jesus Christ as our Savior, and allow Him to come into our heart, and His Spirit dwells in us, that allows us to have the boldness to go in his very throne room in heaven, in the spirit, when we pray and we're talking to the Lord and we can boldly ask for the things that we need. So the Lord will supply all our needs. James chapter 5 verse 11 says, Indeed, we count them blessed who endure or blessed as some people say who endure you have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful so our God he is compassionate he is very compassionate and 
I've never experienced the kind of compassion like the Lord has that he showers us with until I started placing my life in his hands and all of my cares in his hands and started to lean on him like I needed to. So don't forget, our God is a compassionate God. He's a very loving God. And Luke chapter 3 verse 16 says, John answered, and and this is talking about John the Baptist. John answered saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I, talking about Jesus, is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So let me uh, first say, when we are Christians and we believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, not only will His His uh, not only will He baptize us with His Spirit and with fire. But we should want that fire deep down inside of us. We should want the fire of the Holy Spirit burning bright in us. Burning at such a magnificent uh, rate that that it becomes contagious. And that we spread that fire of God throughout all the community and to everyone around us. So... The Holy Spirit can burn inside of you in uh, in such a way that we are just on fire for God and we just want to share God with everyone and the gospel of Jesus Christ with everyone. Now let's go to Hebrews chapter 12 verse 29. Now keep in mind... Not only is God, can God bring a a good fire in us through His Holy Spirit, but God is not an God is not a person to play with. It says um, in Hebrews chapter twelve verse twenty nine, for our God is a consuming fire. So yeah, you can be consumed in a good way with the fire of the Holy Spirit. Or you could be consumed in a bad way. And what I mean by that is in Genesis chapter 9 verse 24. It says, Then the Lord rained brimstone and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. So the Lord rained fire and brimstone down onto Sodom and Gomorrah and it basically wiped the city out. And it was such a devastation to that city there was probably not much left and even when Lot and his wife was leaving Sodom and Gomorrah Lot's wife turned back Lot told her not to look back but Lot's wife looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt there was such a devastation to that area So that's what it said in Genesis chapter 19, verse 24, was when it was talking about how the Lord rained down fire and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah. 
Now, 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 37 through 40. This is also another example of of, uh, the Lord bringing down fire. This is uh, Elijah speaking when he's dealing with the prophets of Baal. He says, Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that you are Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and it licked up the water that was in that was in the trench all around the uh, it's talking about the water that was all in the trench around the altar now when all the people saw it they fell on their faces and they said the Lord he is God the Lord he is God but I guess uh, you know Elijah because he had um, because these prophets of Baal had been mocking the Lord and they had, they had gone and killed a bunch of the Lord's prophets. So then it says, And Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon, and they executed them there. And keep in mind, folks, this wasn't just a few people. There was 450 prophets of Baal that were executed that day. And, uh, you know, back in those days, uh, it was not uncommon when there was an enemy of God, an enemy of the Lord, sometimes he would call on God's people to wipe them out because they were hindering his move in the nation, in in the world, you know. So, um... God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, but um, we we may not necessarily see uh, the kinds of things today that's happened back in those days uh, too often. But I do believe that there are that the Lord has not changed. I do believe that when Jesus came that the Lord has extended love and compassion to the world to try to save the world. He doesn't want to destroy the world. But if there are people that are in his way from fulfilling what he has planned to do, he will remove them and take them out of the way. So that's why he had these prophets of Baal killed because Jezebel and Ahab and these other prophets of Baal they killed a lot of um, G, uh, um, prophets of the Lord. And uh, so this was in response to them killing a lot of the Lord's prophets. The Lord used Elijah to slew 450 prophets of Baal. So let's move on. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 10 says, But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. And the part of that scripture I really wanted to focus on 
was, For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. When we get saved and we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we start learning, because I'll be honest with you folks, I got saved in 97. I was in jail when I got saved. And I only walked with the Lord for a short time before I turned and walked away. And then I came back to the Lord like eight years later. And I was serving the Lord for a while and I walked away again and then I came back. But I haven't learned until maybe the last five to ten years what it was like to truly have a relationship with God. To walk in intimacy with God. And I'm almost ashamed to say that being saved in 1997 and here it is 2023 and I didn't really learn to walk in intimacy with God until maybe the last five to ten years or so. I mean, yeah, I served God and I did what I thought was right and You know, I was trying to live a godly life, and I I wasn't doing too bad. I mean, I still made mistakes and all, but um, I just just needed to get more in tune with that divine connection that the Lord had established between His Holy Spirit and me. Because His Holy Spirit and that divine connection, when you get connected to that, that's like a line straight out straight from the Lord to you. And that divine connection gives you access to all kinds of uh divine uh wisdom and knowledge and and insight and and being able to flow in your spiritual gifts and it's just uh so many benefits to having that divine connection and every and then don't get me wrong I'm not special, not in the sense that that others can't have that too. Every single person that believes in Jesus Christ as Lord has a divine connection with God through His Holy Spirit. It's a matter of tapping into it and utilizing it. So if we can tap into and utilize this divine connection with God, His Spirit will search all things, the deep things of God, and reveal them to us. Because the Holy Spirit is our teacher. He is our comforter. And He will lead us to the truth and reveal God's truth to us. Psalms chapter 17 verse 8 says, Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. So, being hidden under the shadow of the Lord's wings, under the shadow of His wings, is referred to in in more than one place uh, in Psalms. That's one verse. The other one is Psalms 36, 7. It says, How precious is your loving kindness, O God! Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. Now, these are some awesome pictures of the, from the Old Testament of how God cares for us so much 
how he watches over us, protects us, how he's so full of loving kindness, and put and people put their trust under the shadow of his wings because he is such a loving and caring God. As Psalm chapter 23, verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So, so basically, it does not matter if you're in the valley or if you're on the mountaintop. But especially if you're in the valley. When we walk through the valley, and in this case, the valley of the shadow of death, which is like the lowest of the low, I would imagine. I will fear no evil, for God is with us. And when the Lord is with us, we have nothing to fear. We have nothing to worry about. The enemy can come. The enemy can can fight and and do all sorts of things to us. But you know what? If we have the Lord on our side, what can man do to us? What can the enemy do to us? And the enemy does not like to hear that because he likes to think he's got control over us. But the enemy cannot do anything more to us than what we allow him to or what uh, our God allows him to. I've heard some people say that we only are attacked by the enemy because we allow it to happen. And I, I guess I can see that. I mean, I do uh, agree with that, I guess, to, to a degree. But I know there are some things that are beyond our control that could be viewed as an attack from the enemy. Um, but um, anyways, uh, you know, we need to look to the Lord and allow him to be our strong tower in any situation. It says in Psalms chapter 61 verse 3, For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. So this is talking about when we've been leaning on God, when we've been trusting in the Lord, and allowing Him to lead and guide us, allowing His Holy Spirit to direct our path, and be and illuminate the path for us that we need to take that he is a strong tower for us a strong tower from the enemy so the enemy can seek the enemy can search and seek and try to find us and the enemy can do all kinds of things to us and sometimes the lord will prevent the enemy from doing things to us sometimes the lord will allow certain things to happen but give us the strength and endurance to walk through some things. And then sometimes when we have been headstrong, going our own way, and wandering and straying away from God, and the Lord has allowed the enemy to attack us for the sole purpose of us learning a lesson from it, opening our eyes, being opened, and turning back to God, repenting, going back the other direction towards God instead of away from God. 
and seeking the shelter of the Lord, the Lord will set us free from some things too. In my life, that ended up being the case with a lot of things. I went headstrong, so hard-headed and stubborn, going my own way for so long until my life was completely falling apart. And as I was in this broken state that my life was in, the Lord came to me. He rescued me. He was a shelter for me in, in the midst of the storm that I was in. And he was a strong tower for me from the enemy. So he protected me. Now, there was some things I had to deal with, as you know, as uh, many people do. Because uh, sometimes we walk through some things and nobody said that when you're set free from something that it's just going to totally disappear like it was never there. A lot of times there are consequences of our actions from our former life. And these consequences are a reminder to not do these things anymore. So praise God, I'm so glad that I have learned so many lessons in my life. I just, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say I wish I had never done these things because I I really believe that if I had never walked through the things I walked through, that I would not be where I am today. I wouldn't be the man of God that I am today. Uh, I'd like to think that there would have been an easier way to learn the same lessons, but Because I was so hard-headed and stubborn, I had to walk through a lot of trials and a lot of uh, bad situations to learn the valuable lessons that I've learned. So I just praise God that I did learn those lessons and that I am a better man for it. I have surrendered my life to the Lord. I have repented and turned away from my sin. And I still make mistakes. I don't, I'm not trying to proclaim I'm sinless. There's no man or woman on this side of heaven that's sinless. But I'm just saying that I am walking a better life than I used to. And I'm so glad that the Lord got a hold of my life and has turned me around. So praise God. If there's anybody out there that is listening to this podcast and this podcast episode never beyond your power if it spoke to you today if you feel like that you are at a crossroads in your life if you know that you've got to do something different if you know that you need to change but you're scared to change or you don't know if God's going to accept you that you're afraid to try because you think God's going to reject you you've just been so bad and have gone so far in the wrong direction don't worry because like i said earlier the lord is the one that prompts us through his holy spirit he allows his holy spirit to bring conviction to our hearts so that in essence we are convicted of our sin and we want to change we want to repent we want to get right with god and if we have it in our heart to want to repent and get right with him That is him through his Holy Spirit saying, go ahead, son or daughter, do this and I will accept you into my family. I will make you a child of the Most High. And so don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to do what the Lord is calling you to do. 
Just repeat this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I know that I have sinned and done wrong, and I admit that I'm a sinner. And I believe that you allowed Jesus to die on the cross for my sins, and that he was raised the third day. And I accept him now into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord God, for saving me and setting me free. Thank you, Lord, for washing my sins away through Jesus' blood. Help me, Lord God, to live a life surrendered to you and never be ashamed of you. I praise your holy name. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you said that prayer right now, Praise God. Welcome to the family of God. Get involved with a local Bible study or a church. And um, some people will tend to get involved with a Bible study first before getting involved in a church to kind of get a little bit of uh, teaching in them um, so they can learn a little bit. But if you want to start going to a church or a Bible study or whatever it is, just get involved somewhere where people are teaching the Word of God. Get involved with a, a group of people and, and start learning and walking your walk of faith and serving the Lord Christ today. So praise God. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine His face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom, peace. God bless you. Bye-bye.